Hey, well, Merry Christmas. We're less than a week away from Christmas. Can you believe it? We're at the end of 2021. We're in the Christmas season. Have you got your shopping done? Are you stressed out? Have you been able to find what you're looking for? Did you do it all online? There's so many things that are out there today. And I have to admit, we've done probably the majority of our shopping online. What a different season that we live in today. So I hope that you're finding that. I hope that the gifts that you're giving have meaning and impact, that you're not caught up in the, the fact that you have to buy all this stuff, but that it's something that you give out of your heart. Something that you give that has purpose and intention because you love. I believe that the gifts that we give are a reflection of how much we love. And it's not about what that gift is. It's the heart and the meaning behind it. And see, we are celebrating today Christmas presents. I know that sounds funny, but we're celebrating Christmas presents, and I'll explain that in just a minute. God gave us the present of Jesus. That's why we come together. That's why we're a church. We celebrate what Jesus has done for us, and we celebrate Christmas, the birth of Christ. And yes, I realize that Jesus was not born on December 25th, but it's the time of year that we celebrate His birth, that God came down from heaven and became man. That he stepped away from all his divinity to become human, like you and me. And now this may rack your brain a little bit, but he was fully God and fully man at the same time. We don't know how that works. I don't even pretend to know how that works, but I know it's true. Scripture tells us it's true. The way you see Jesus live his life, it was true. There is so much we learned from him in the Gospels. But this present, this gift of God coming to us, saving us, redeeming us, giving us His presence. That is what I want to talk to you about today. I want to focus on the gifts, the presence that Jesus has given us. I want to look at two scriptures. Again, I want to read out of Isaiah. We read out of Isaiah last week uh, through the book of Luke. Jesus had quoted Isaiah 61. Today I want to look at Isaiah chapter 9, verses 6 through 7. Remember, Isaiah had probably most of the prophecies that had to do with the coming of Jesus. So I want you to look at this. Verse 6, For a child is born to us, a son is given to us, the government will rest on his shoulders, and he will be called Wonderful Counselor, Mighty God, Everlasting Father, and Prince of Peace. His government and its peace will never end. He will rule with fairness and justice from the throne of his ancestor David for all eternity. The passionate commitment of the Lord of the heavenly armies will make this happen. Isn't that an awesome scripture? Now look over at Luke chapter 2, verses 6 through 14. It says, And while they were there, the time came for the baby to be born. She gave birth to her firstborn son. She wrapped him snugly in strips of cloth and laid him in the manger because there was no lodging available for them. That night there were shepherds staying in the fields nearby, guarding the flocks of sheep. Suddenly an angel of the Lord appeared to them, and the radiance of the Lord's glory surrounded them. And they were terrified. But the angel reassured them, Don't be afraid, he said. I bring you good news that will bring great joy to all people. The Savior, yes, the Messiah, the Lord, has been born today in Bethlehem. The city of David, and you will recognize him by this sign. You will find a baby wrapped snugly in strips of cloth lying in a manger. 
And suddenly the angels were joined by a vast host of others, the armies of heaven, praising God and saying, Glory to God in the highest heaven, and peace on earth to those whom God is pleased. The greatest present we've ever been given is Jesus. Do you understand that? That's why we celebrate. That's why we give gifts on Christmas, because we're, we're modeling what God did for us by giving us Jesus. We're giving gifts. We're showing how much we love those that we give the gifts to. God showed us how much He loved us by giving us Jesus, the Messiah, the Savior, the one that would redeem us, cover up our sin and our brokenness and our hurt and our shame, and adopt us into His family through the blood of Jesus. What an amazing gift that is. Do you understand? I think sometimes we get, we've done this for so long. We get caught up in all of the things of Christmas. Maybe it's Santa Claus. Maybe it's not. But maybe, you know, you get caught up in the pressure of giving gifts or all of that stuff. And you've missed the gift, the greatest gift that's been given. And that's Jesus. But see, once we have that gift, once we accept Him and we learn to trust Him and love Him... There are more gifts that God has promised us through Jesus, not just Jesus himself, but there's a, it's kind of like that, that you're unwrapping what that gift means. What does the gift of Jesus mean to us? And it's found in Isaiah chapter 9, and I want to highlight some things that are there. So the first gift that was given to us is the gift of guidance. The gift of guidance. What do you mean? Guidance, wonderful counselor. Think about that. Wonderful counselor. What does a counselor do? A counselor is somebody that offers guidance. They don't force things on you, but through love, through that, they're able, and through the wisdom and the power of the Holy Spirit, to guide us in the direction that we should go. A counselor doesn't force you to do anything. A counselor helps you learn the direction that you need to go, to give you wisdom, to give you advice, to, to kind of guide you along the path, where you need to go. So God gave us the Holy Spirit as a part of our guidance system. Kind of like a GPS system, He's guiding us towards home. And the Holy Spirit helps us to make it through this life, gives us wisdom, sometimes tells us to stop, sometimes tells us to go, sometimes tells us to do things that are outside of our comfort zone. But when we learn to connect with the power of God in our lives through the power of the Holy Spirit, he guides us. He counsels us. He is the wonderful counselor. The more we trust Him, the more we rely on Him, the more confidence we will have that we are following Him. Now, when Jesus left this world, He told us that He would not leave us alone. So He sent us the Holy Spirit, which I've talked about. Look at John 14, verses 16 and 17 for just a second. John 14, verses 16 and 17. It says this, I will ask the Father, and He will give you another advocate who will never leave you. He is the Holy Spirit who leads you into all truth. The world cannot receive Him because it's not looking for Him and doesn't recognize Him. But you know Him because He lives with you now and later will be in you. The Holy Spirit, the third part of the Trinity, you have God the Father, God the Son, and God the Holy Spirit. There are three in one. Three in one. They're one God. They're one with three different purposes, three different personalities, three different directions for us. Well, not directions, but they work together in harmony to guide us. 
So Jesus gave us the Holy Spirit. When he ascended into heaven, he sent the Holy Spirit to live in us, to guide us, to direct us. I love in verse 17, and he is the Holy Spirit who leads into all truth. Without the Holy Spirit, I wouldn't be standing here today. Without the Holy Spirit, the words that I say would fall flat, would not have any purpose or meaning behind it because they would just be my words, but it's the power of the Holy Spirit speaking through me. I want you to understand who the Holy Spirit is. We've spent time talking about Him and what He does in our lives. Through the blood of Jesus, He sent us the Holy Spirit to guide us, to be our counselor, to be our advocate, to help us through this life. We are not alone. We can't do it on our own. We need each other and we need the power of the Holy Spirit in us to get us through this life. So that's the first gift, a wonderful counselor. The second gift that he's given us is the gift of great strength, the mighty God. Since Jesus is our mighty God, he offers us the gift of strength. This is an inward strength, not necessarily an outward strength, but an inner strength, an inner resolve that we know that we are his. You ever seen somebody when they, they kind of recognize, they've been recognized and they realize they're identified with somebody that's of importance or, or somebody that they really respect or look up to calls them by name and they kind of straighten up and they, get, they sit a little taller. We have the power of the living God, the wonderful counselor sitting in our lives, in us, fighting for us, fighting through us. He gives us that strength gives us that determination to get through anything in this life, no matter what happens. Because, let's face it, tough times are going to come. We've spent the last two years dealing with a virus and politics all at the same time, so that we live in a country that's extremely confused, that has a lot of fear, that has a lot of anxiety right now, because they don't know who to believe and who to trust and what to do. I serve a God that helps me through that, that gives me confidence in this season. That inner strength to know that even though I don't have the answers, even though I don't know exactly what's going on, that my God is going to get me through it, that He's going to direct me, that He's going to guide me, He's going to protect me. That even if I get wiped out, I'm His. I have that confidence, that strength that comes through Him We've been given that strength. Look at 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 8 through 10. It says, Three different times I begged the Lord to take it away. Each time He said to me, My grace is all you need. My power works best in weakness. So now I am glad to boast about my weakness so that the power of Christ can work through me. That's why I take pleasure in my weakness and in the insults, hardships, and persecutions and troubles that I suffer for Christ. For when I am weak, then I am strong. We don't like to talk about weakness. We don't like to talk about the fact that we need somebody to help us. That we need God in our lives. That we need help. Well, look at this. I need the power of the Holy Spirit in my life to get through every day. Because when I try to do it on my own, man, it is a train wreck. If I were to try and come and stand before you and speak to you without the power of Holy Spirit in my life, I would be doing it under my own power, under my own strength, 
and I would fall flat. I could say these words and they might have some meaning, but really, outside the power of the Holy Spirit, I'm weak. I'm going to tell you, one of my greatest weaknesses is public speaking. Yeah, I was in high school. I could barely put a speech together. It scared me to death to stand in front of people. But it's been through the power of the Holy Spirit over the years. I've been doing this for a long time now. 26 years. I could not do this without the power of the Holy Spirit in my life. I wouldn't want to do this without the power of the Holy Spirit. I would miss it. I would get it wrong. I need Him in my life. I need Him to guide me. I am weak in areas. There are places and areas that I struggle that the Holy Spirit holds me up. There are situations that I walk into that are naturally something that I don't really feel comfortable doing. But the Holy Spirit gives me grace and favor. We talked about favor a little bit last week. Just that grace of God to be able to go into situations. I need His strength and His power in my life. When we have the presence of God in our lives, we can rely on His strength and power. No one can do it on their own. We need His strength. So we have a wonderful counselor. We have the power of God. The second thing is the gift of security, the everlasting Father. The everlasting Father, He offers us the gift of security. A good Father provides safety, protection, and security. That means that He plans on loving us. Loving us forever. Not until we make a mistake and He kicks us to the curb. He plans on loving us forever. We are His prize. We are His jewel. We are His children and He will love us forever. That should bring you some comfort. There's nothing we can do in this life to make Jesus love us more. And there's nothing we can do in this life to make Him love us less. He loves us because He's our everlasting Father. The only thing, the thing that breaks Jesus' heart is when we don't accept that love. The thing that breaks Jesus' heart is when we say, you know what, I don't need your love. I'm going to go do this on my own. That's what breaks his heart. He still loves you. He still loves you. But when we accept that love, we accept the gift of Jesus, and we come into his family he wraps His arms around us and He holds us in His arms with strength and comfort like never before. We are His. Hebrews 13.5 says, Don't love money. Be satisfied with what you have. For God has said, I will never fail you and I will never abandon you. I will never fail you, and I will never abandon you. See, the problem is, some of us hear that verse, and we think that because somebody we love died, he failed us. Because we prayed for something and it didn't happen the way we thought it should, he failed us. It's not it. He sees a bigger picture. He will always operate and work For our benefit and for His glory. 
So he will never leave us nor abandon us. He will not fail us. There's nothing that anyone can do that can take that presence away from us. That can take God away from us. We are His. He's the everlasting Father. He'll always be with you and He'll always be for you. Think about that. He'll always be with you and He will always be for you. He's always championed for you. Sometimes He'll let you fall and scrape your knees. He's not going to keep you from getting bumped around. Because that's how we learn. It's how we grow. But He'll always be for you. Take even COVID. Horrible, horrible disease. A lot of people have died. A lot of people have gotten sick. And I think it breaks God's heart at times. But He also, He also will take those terrible situations and use them to help us to grow, to be able to speak into somebody's life. He will not waste any moment because He's for us. He loves us. He's our everlasting Father. The fourth thing out of this is the gift of peace. It's called the Prince of Peace. And as the Prince of Peace, He offers us the gift of peace. He does not want us to worry over things that we don't have control over. He wants to give us the peace that passes our own understanding. We've talked a lot about this. We went through Philippians recently. I'm going to read Philippians. Verses that you should know well. If you've been with us for any amount of time, I think I've quoted these multiple times throughout the year. But it's something that God is speaking to us because we need to have His peace. The number of people that are struggling with anxiety right now and fear and depression and those things where they're feeling overwhelmed has grown exponentially since the introduction of COVID into our lives. The uncertainty has been escalated up here and the Prince of Peace wants to say, give those cares to me. I've got you. Put your trust in me. You are mine. Don't worry about the future. It's in my hands. Verse that, that maybe you know well, maybe you don't. Philippians 4, 6 and 7 says, Don't worry about anything. Instead, pray about everything. Tell God what you need and thank Him for what He's already done. Then you will experience God's peace, which exceeds all. Anything we can understand, His peace will guard our hearts and minds as we live in Christ Jesus. One of my all-time favorite verses. You should know that I probably quoted it a dozen times this year. Maybe more. I probably quote it every week. Because this is where we're at. This is what we need. God once told me, I, 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 I youth pastored for a long time, and I, I'm wrestling with God one day. I said, God, I seem to say the same thing every week. Every week. And He said, yeah, I keep telling you to. I'm going to keep saying it until they get it. He's the Prince of Peace. Do you know that you can sit in the middle of hell? All this stuff that's going on around you. Everything can be falling apart. And God can give you peace. He can give you the peace that He's in control. That He will see you through. That no matter what's happening in this world, no matter what's happening in this life, 
He can see you through. That's peace that defies understanding. I've experienced it. I've seen it. I walk through it many times in my own life. Many of you know the last three months of my life have been very difficult. Between some illnesses in our family, the loss of my mother, all of these things that we've been dealing with for the last few months have been heavy. But I have the peace of God that passes understanding. Doesn't mean that there's not been times where I'm like, God, I don't know what I'm going to do. I'm struggling. There's not, I'm not going to say I haven't had times where I've lost my cool a little bit, where I've struggled, got frustrated with people when I didn't need to. But ultimately, I have the peace of God through all these things. I can celebrate that. Nothing is more beautiful. I, I just had the opportunity this past week to go to the memorial service of, of a family friend, Michael Gaither. Some of you guys know Scott and Sandy Gaither, who were a part of the start of this church. Scott's dad, Michael, his mother, Annie, were missionaries. They started multiple churches all over the world when they served in the Navy, plus um, as, you, as world missionaries through the Assemblies of God. Michael passed away, COVID, just a few weeks ago, just before Thanksgiving. And there was a peace in that memorial service, even with his wife, Annie, who's struggling with cancer. There was a peace, there was joy, because they know where he is. Yeah, we don't know what tomorrow is going to hold. We don't know all the circumstances. I know Scott and his family are trying to figure out what's next, what to do. But there was a peace that comes from God. Remember Philippians 4.19, it says, And this same God who takes care of me will supply all your needs from His glorious riches, which have been given to us in Christ Jesus. So as we talk about Christmas and Christmas presents, I want to talk about the presence of God in our lives. We need to keep things in the right perspective. We've been given the greatest gift of all, Jesus. And through Jesus, we've been given the gift of guidance. We've been given the gift of strength. We've been given the gift of security. We've been given the gift of peace. Now I want to flip this a little bit as I close today, as we wrap this up. This entire year has been focused on us not only being disciples of God, of Jesus, but being disciple makers. Remember at the beginning of the year I talked about the fact that, that God never called us to start churches. He called us to make disciples. You and I are disciples. If we're followers of Jesus, we're disciples. We're disciples of Him. And we're to make disciples of the world around us. That means that those that are lost around us, we want to introduce them to Jesus and then help them to understand who Jesus is. Through the way we live our lives, these people that I keep asking you to pray for, the person that checks you out at the grocery store, the coffee barista, whoever services your car, whatever that may be, your coworker, these people that you've been praying for this year, I want to challenge you to give them the gift of your presence. I know that sounds weird, doesn't it? To give them the gift of your presence. What do I mean? I'm not equating you to Jesus. Not in the sense that, that, that we are all these things. Because we're not Jesus. But guess what? We represent Him. We're His representative. 
We speak for Him. He speaks through us. Our lives speak to who He is. And so I want to challenge you this year to give your gift of your presence to someone. Remember, if you're walking with Jesus and you invite somebody to walk with you, eventually they're going to meet Jesus. Now it's up to them what they do with it. It's up to the Holy Spirit in them to to do that. We aren't Jesus. We aren't their wonderful counselor. We aren't their strength. We aren't their everlasting Father or their peace. But we can represent Him and we can introduce them to Him. So give the gift of your presence today. Speak to somebody. Call somebody. Send them a gift. Take them over something that that maybe would just encourage them a little bit. Think about somebody that may be lonely this year. And take them something that reminds them that they're loved, that they're cared for. God's given us great gifts as followers of Him. We have the job of giving that gift to everybody that we can. To introduce them to the love of Jesus, to His peace, to His presence, to His strength. He wants to be their everlasting Father as well. So let's fill heaven by sharing our presence with those around us so that they can understand the presence of God in their lives. So as we wrap up today, I want you to to pray. I want you to ask God. Thank Him, first of all, for all that He's given us, for all that He does for these things. And then ask Him to bring to mind who you need to speak to, who you need to reach out to, who you need to encourage and love on. Might just be a smile, might just be a text message, might be a phone call, might be sending a card or a gift, inviting him over for dinner, out to lunch, or coffee. But whatever that is, be open to the Holy Spirit so that we can encourage and love on somebody this Christmas. Let's pray. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for the gifts that you've given us. Thank you for your Holy Spirit that counsels and guides us. Thank you for your strength that gets us through this life. All that we struggle with. But we thank you that you are our everlasting Father, that we are forever yours. That you love us, you care for us no matter what. Well, we thank you for your peace, your presence in our lives. You are the Prince of Peace. Lord, we pray over those that you've brought into our lives. We ask right now that you would touch them. Lord, we're calling out their names to you right now. Lord, help us to represent you to them. Guide us through those relationships. Father, we want to see them come to know you. We want to represent you well. Lord, I pray that as we go through this Christmas season this week, as we celebrate your birth, that we remember your presence and all that you've done in and through us. And we thank you for this. In Jesus' name, amen.
Thank you so much for worshiping with us today. Remember, if you need prayer, please click on the prayer button and it'll open up and somebody will be there to pray with you. It'll be confidential. We love you and Merry Christmas.